Well, we got into uh, Eau Claire and uh, naturally headed straight for the country kitchen. <laughs> just as the SWAT team was storming in. <laughs> and we had been waiting for quite a while. I was wondering about it. But. So we headed back to the uh, country hearth inn and suites. <laughs> but the health inspectors were padlocking it. Well, it isn't the country health in and suites, let's face it. I was supposed to meet there with my real estate agent, Jack Targerson. <laughs> so that didn't work out. We decided to head for the stone's throw for <laughs> a brewski. Well, what do you know? Live from the State Theater in the Eau Claire Regional Arts Center in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know Silver Jubilee Celebration from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI Public Radio International. That's John Tuline on piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, Clyde Stubblefield on drums, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, mystery writer John Loomis, assistant professor of English at the UW-Eau Claire, and special musical guest Michael Perry and the Long Beds. Support for What Do You Know is provided by PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Now, the man available for mascot duty, Michael Feldman. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Eau Claire, how you doing? You're looking good. You're looking better than good. Yeah, great to be back in Eau Claire. Where the sign, when you're entering on Barstow, I believe, and we went by a little at a clip, but there's a billboard there which appears to say, Beauty Academy, used to be PhD Academy. It's there. Go, go look. Go look. I'm telling you. Great to be back here. Beautiful town, Eau Claire. Love coming up here. The great, uh, it, uh, it's the gateway to the great, uh, the great up north. That's right. Yeah. I love it up here, you know. Home of uh, Hank Aaron, matter of fact. Grew up here. In 52. Well, he grew up in one year. He's, he grew up fast in 52. But, uh, He's considered a citizen, you know, when they talk about notables who came from Eau Claire, Hank Aaron's always listed, it's, you know, it's three months and 52, it doesn't make a lifetime. But he lived there in Carson Park, apparently, because that's where they put the statue. He had his first home run there, and then he drove the little miniature train home. It's part of the tour now, you can see that all there. You know, there's no mayor in Eau Claire, despite the rhyming possibilities. Unique, actually, I think, in having no mayor, and no one seems to miss him. <laughs> Perfectly fine. And, you know, Mayor Feldman doesn't sound so bad. I mean, if it's an honorary position, I, I can handle the duties. There are none. I'm a carpetbagger, but still. Be willing to assume the duties if there are none, so. And we could use the Eau Claire model nationally, I'm thinking, have no president. You know, what's the point? Things run on their own, or they don't. Either way, I could see it. Have the sergeant-at-arms, you know, manage the country. Seems to work. Uh, I've been working through the jail thing because I know you're concerned about it, and I think I've got some ideas. Got some ideas about the jail thing. 
uh, Menards Pole Barn. <laughs> Utility shed, guard towers, just put them up on posts, you know. Uh, barring that, the uh, ship-shaped uh, car wash could be a prison ship. <laughs> AT&T already looks like a prison there with a faux, <laughs> faux windows thing, so I mean, it wouldn't be just move those guys out. What are they doing in there anyhow? There is no AT&T anymore, really, you know. Or the uh, country hearth, jail and suites. Well, in all the Eau Claire news, that isn't. Uh, the Madison to Twin Cities high-speed rail won't stop in Eau Claire because then it wouldn't be high-speed, would it? <laughs> Slow it right down. And somebody's in a big damn hurry to get in a traffic jam in Minneapolis. You know, I can't figure out a high-speed rail to a world's, uh, the Midwest's worst, worst traffic jam in the Twin Cities. Uh, Eau Claire County is uh, going with the Adopt a Pothole program this spring. Uh, once it's yours, you fill it. Or send Jeff Woods out there with a shovel and a pail. <laughs> a pail of loose asphalt, you know, and let him, do his, let him serve his time that way. He's the one who's making all the potholes wage, right? The Eau Claire City Council to price the light poles at Menards. Big controversy over some pricey light poles, you know. You get a six-by-six six treated post and some barn lighting, and that should do her. <laughs> uh, inmates walk out of Stanley Prison with uh, documents made entirely with Stanley tools. <laughs> Russians nearly hack a million out of the Alliance Bank. They were going to turn it around and save big rubles. <laughs> save big rubles at Menards. Uh, UWC, the, the blue gold mascot. Now, here's another thing going on. There is no such thing as a blue gold in nature. <laughs> Except for a macaw and an Israeli, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And the fighting Jews, I don't think, is going to make it here. <laughs> so we're still working on that, on the mascot thing. Ideas would be appreciated. Uh, opponents say raw milk approval will have consumers fighting for the teat. <laughs> you can say that. Uh, new air service for Chippewa Valley. Uh, Northwest Airlines will do flyovers. Uh, perennial drunk and pothead state representative Jeff Wood <laughs> says if left in the state legislature, he would be an example. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Leave him in there as an example. That's what he said. Did not say of what, of course, but. Uh, the American Girl closes their uh, Eau Claire plant. No more Altoona Alice. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, sheep suspected in drive-by cow shootings. <laughs> sheep, I say, suspected sheep. Okay. There was a lot of historic animosity between sheep and cows. <laughs> sheep and cows. Yeah. Uh, New Islands in the Mississippi River in need a name. How about the uh, Chain of Feldmans? Chain of Feldman Islands. Mississippi, okay. <laughs> 
That's kind of disturbing that new islands are forming in the Mississippi, right. however. I'd have to say. Uh, sculpture Walk in downtown Eau Claire seeks donations of large objects that could be construed as art. <laughs> Everyone has one around the house, I think, you know. Could be a spouse, who knows what. Um, Eau Claire is rated the ninth safest place to live. Yes. And that's good, isn't it? Until you read that Baghdad is the eighth. <laughs> no, really, nobody bothers you in Eau Claire unless you've brought them along. <laughs> uh, the ice shack cut off March 15th, uh, so you should be uh, uh, either floating by now or out of them, guys. The so highway's 64. 64, is it? The cutoff? Freeze line? <laughs> so as if you're south of six, Highway 64, you're floating right now, and that's okay. That's cool. Um, there's, a, there's a movement now to start logging again, get Eau Claire in the logging business again, because uh, the trees have grown up. <laughs> well, it's been 80 years or so. You know, been, they should be big enough, really, to log now. Uh, good for the fence post industry. Menards needs a lot of them. And uh, let the Amish run them. They're all like steam-powered or they're, uh, you know, they're water-powered plants. Uh, the Amish would be more than happy, I'm sure, to, to run those plants. They're all still up you know, and existing. So it's a win-win is what I'm saying, the Amish paper industry. Yeah. Win with it. Yes, thank you. Just an idea. I'm throwing things out here. Uh, Six million dollars to help reduce obesity in La Crosse and Wood Counties, and that's just snack money. Uh, in mascot desperation, the UWEC is to dognap the Chitek uh, Weyerhauser Bulldog and paint it blue and gold. They've come down to that. A burglar robs own Lake Halley home. That's just a headline. I'd even, you know, you don't have to write this stuff. The amount of pot seized from public land in Wisconsin doubles over the past year. Jeff Wood says he's on it. Oh, he's making that example there. Uh, Wisconsin Governor Doyle signs a law forcing mothers to breastfeed in public. Leaves the question of the sale of raw mother's milk open. I must be moaning over something else. I have no idea what that is. Mooing or moaning? Uh, the Eau Claire County Sheriff uh, offers non-fatal accident reports online. You want fatal, it's going to cost you. Uh, the Eau Claire Fire Department rescues a man near Hobbs boat landing after he threw his anchor out and the boat went with it. <laughs> Advises against oversized anchors. A lot of the guys there, they're just making them too big. Those are possible art objects. Uh, Lake Halley police uh, get Prius squad car to be used in high-speed chases. <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, Clark County judge sentences a man to get a shave and a haircut two bits. Where's he going to find a shave and haircut for two bits? No. Impossible. Not happening. Yeah. A federal judge blocks the St. Croix Bridge uh, to nowhere. <laughs> that Stillwater Lift Bridge is still perfectly good. Uh, Marshfield Middle School principal says uh, posting failing students uh, uh, makes a bad idea. 
He's uh, sorry he did it. We'll go with kick me signs instead. <laughs> the county says it's been transparent on jail costs, meaning invisible. <laughs> Early spring, as uh, water skiers are out in the Chippewa, uh, dodging uh, glaciers and floating shanties. <laughs> Pretty early. Uh, medication can now be donated under the new Jeff Wood Medical Act. (laughs) Uh, The ghost of the council oak tree seen majestically spreading over the nursing building on the UWEC campus. And finally, and I mean that, uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin partnership files for divorce (laughs) due to irreconcilable differences Uh, They'll stay with exchanging prisoners and college students and leave it at that. (laughs) That's all the news that isn't. From Greater Eau Claire, Greater and Greater. Okay, Okay, covered everything, made up some stuff that uh, didn't exist, but that's okay. That's the news. That's how it works, even in newspapers these days. now we got a professor here who's also a, who writes, uh, they're not potboilers, they're detective novels. Who said potboilers? That's not what they are. Jeff Woods? <laughs> All right, that's one for you. I'll shut up. You wanna, John, you wanna say anything about Jeff Woods? Jeff, you're Jeff, do you wanna mention anything? Bass player? No, okay. Would you welcome please, John Loomis. There he is. How are you? Good. You're not nervous, are you? No. Okay. I'm always that sweaty. Huh? You're always that sweaty? Yeah. Because I saw on your blog or something, you said you're going to be on the show. Yeah. And no, it's terrifying. Terrifying. I yeah, think but, but word in, a good way. In, a, in a good way. What? Terrifying in a good <laughs> way? What is that exactly? <laughs> you know, you, it gets you going. Which is good up yeah. here, you know, yeah. in, in Eau Claire. It's going pretty good so far. So far. Been yeah. Casual, and nothing has been said really of any import. It's just a, no, just a couple of guys in khaki with taxidermy around us. Taxid- a lot of taxidermy yeah. today. Yeah. We got the wolf here, and I don't know what it's, what is that thing? He's... Is that the, it's, it's not Elmo. It, it's a, it's a cookie squeeze, monster. Squeeze me Elmo or something yeah. like that. John, get back at your piano. <laughs> Never leave your piano again. They're not pot boilers, they're detective novels. They're detective novels, but they, they, they boil some pot, I think, <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. Jeff Wood. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, but they're all set in Provincetown. In Provincetown, Massachusetts. What's the matter with Eau Claire? What, are we a backwater but, here? We can't have well, a detective novel set in Eau Claire? Well, I lived there when I started writing the series. Where are you living now, John? I'm now in Eau Claire. <laughs> And, and in fact, in fact, yes. the next series, yes. if I'm asked to do one, would yeah. probably be set someplace very much like Eau Claire. Oh, yeah? yeah. Menominee Valley or something, somewhere around there? Well, you know, Chipp- Chippewa Chitek? Valley. You know, well, Chitek is a fine town, but, you know, yeah. Eau Claire's funnier. A private dick in <laughs> Chitek. I'm glad you said that. That's the terminology. I'm yeah. not making this up. Yeah. There are different types. Now, the classic detective novel was who? Well, I mean, I guess Sherlock Holmes is the is, yeah, right. yeah, the original, yeah. or sort of close to the original. But I think the American, like Dashiell Hammett and those guys. Dashiell Hammett, yeah, you, you got your Raymond Chandler. Your Raymond Chandlers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm a huge 
Chandler fan. Yeah, obviously. unbelievable. They're great to read those things. Again, They're great to read. I mean, you know, we could go into. I actually teach a mystery as lit class, and yeah. I'd be happy to give the lecture. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe after the show, yeah. be, if they want, if you want to stay for that. Sure. Yeah. Can they get credit for it? Or? Well, they have a little quiz. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. How did you get into writing detective? Um, well, I started out, uh, my, my training is actually as a poet, uh, and uh, I, I wrote a couple of books of poems, and uh, that went pretty well. And, and then I got tired of my subjects, which were sort of death and divorce. Um, Related, anyway. You know, a couple yeah. of books worth is about all you can get uh, out of those. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started writing something that was so incredibly boring that I just couldn't go on. Um, it was, a, it was a book of poems based on the lives of Abelard and Heloise. Oh, yeah. And if you know anything about Abelard and Heloise, it was real exciting there for about 20 minutes. And then yeah. after Which that... Which one was the guy? Abelard, yeah. Okay. And Heloise, the girl, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it got... And that never worked? That was never published? It went, well, I wrote about six of the poems, and I said, I, I can't do these anymore. Okay. And, and, and then I, at the same time, I started writing the, the first detective novel, and uh, it was so much fun that I couldn't put it down. Now, and you were living in a place that was sort of made it an interesting proposition, because your Provincetown, P-Town, becomes part of the plot, really, in these I think, stories. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly my intention. Yeah, it's a, it's a, if you've never been there, it's a, it's a really interesting uh, place. It's way out at the very end of Cape Cod, um, and it goes in the from in the wintertime, the population is about 3,000 people, and in the summer, it balloons up to as many as 60,000 because it's a big tourist destination. But it's also a, a kind of gay and lesbian resort, and in fact, now year-round, it's, it's a majority gay population, one of the few places in the country that that's um, the case, maybe the only place. Um, and so it's a, it makes for some very interesting... Um, Do gays and lesbians writing. vacation together? I, yeah, uh, they're, they're, they kind of have See, their own... See, that's really cool. They kind of have their own beaches. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. That's it's, nice. It's a slightly different scene. That's but. nice. And the partner, now that your, your, your cop is Frank... Frank Coffin. Coffin. Frank yeah. Coffin. He's a cop, right? He's a police detective. He's a police detective. Yeah. And his partner is a lesbian police officer. Lola Winters, yeah. Lola Winters. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so you got that whole thing running in there, and then most of the characters are... are it's, it's kind of a unique little uh, of population there. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I mean, and, you know, what I've said about Provincetown, I think it's true that you can't really write a character that's over the top uh, if, it, if you're setting a novel. It <laughs> can't be done In Pita, yeah. Because they're, they're, you'll meet somebody on the street the next day who's even crazier than, you know, anything that you could imagine. Um, and and this, is, this is really true. It makes it a great place to set a, a series. Yeah. Now, now, if you take all that and bring it to Eau Claire... <laughs> You're going to have to make some adjustments. Well, yeah. Where do we start? Jeff Woods as... Yeah, there you go. He could, yeah. He, an unsolved case. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like, like any place, you know, Provincetown, and this is probably true out here too, although I don't know the politics as well, but Provincetown has its share of, of you know, political corruption and scandal and, and all that. Um, so, and, and that's always fun to dig into, and, and we could certainly look into that. Actually, I've been thinking about writing a... Um, I'm thinking about writing an academic comedy uh, set in someplace a lot like Eau Claire, uh, which yeah. I think would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, they Not just... so much for your tenure, possibly. Well, yeah. I'm thinking after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once that's out of the way, then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
But it does, they do just write themselves. Now, is that what you teach, detective fiction? Is that pretty much it? Well, I, I, I actually, I teach creative writing, uh, poetry, and yeah. mostly literary fiction, uh, oh. and, and then um, literature and composition. Do and you have an area? Whatever else they want me to teach. Do you have what they call an area? Well, that, I, you know, um, if, I, if I was a PhD, I would. That's what they give you. Or at the beauty college. Yeah, that's right. Beauty academy. Do <laughs> you know anything about that science? It's beauty academy used to be PhD academy. I swear, coming in on Barstow Road. Really? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, there's pro- there are probably people. Maybe in the I read audience. it wrong. It was, we were, yeah. If you still have your little card. Then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Your I have no area. Idea. Your yeah. area is un- undefined. Well, it's. I, I was hired to, mostly to teach poetry. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I do have just dear hit one of your early poems. Yeah. But we can't read it because there's too much language in it. Yeah. That's and it's true public of, radio. That's true of everything I write, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, language. Pretty, yeah. Your students know that about you. Yeah, that's why they think I'm funny. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. No, you were, weren't you voted, like, a funny guy? Funny, yeah. Well, it's a funny campus. Yeah. yeah. This is good. And Coffin is an interesting uh, detective because he's got little quirks. He's got, what, he's got some kind of uh, condition. He's, well, yeah, he's, well, it, it, it gets complicated. But he's got a, uh, a boat phobia, uh, and he lives in a fishing town, so that's, <laughs> that's complicated. That's but, good. Yeah, it's really, it's a dad thing. His father was a fisherman and his grandfather, and they were all fishermen going back, and they all died in weird ways uh, related to the ocean, so he doesn't like boats. Yeah. Um, and uh, he also has, uh, which is inconvenient for a, a detective, he was a homicide detective for a long time, but he has a, a, a fear of um, dead bodies. Oh. So, What's that phobia called? Yeah, I, you know, there's a name. Corpsophobia? Corpsophobia. That's yeah. probably it. Yeah. yeah. Necrophobia. I don't know. Oh, necrophobia. Yeah, that sounds plausible. Doesn't Better it? than nephilia, yeah, I, I think. Just really, have to think yeah. about it. Yeah, you want, if you're going to have one or the other of those, yeah, you, I'd you go want with the, the first one. Phobia. Yeah, so he has anxiety attacks and all yes, that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. good in a character like this. Well, you know, it seems to be the trend, the contemporary thing. You know, in the old days, you, you had a, a Sherlock Holmes who was sort of almost this kind of godlike, impervious figure. And now but he was a... Well, yeah, that, he had that one thing. Yeah, you know, Watson the Needle, right? Yeah. Oh, there was this. There was that there about it. There was that thing, yeah. The the new, have you seen the new movie, by the way? No, I, I can't wait. You know, well, I can yeah. wait, obviously, because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, very yeah. it's, it's we, really We have good. small children, so we don't get out to the movies. You don't go to movies. We, we get it on Netflix, yeah, you Netflix. Know, a year later. So. Yeah. High season, this, was this the first one? That's the first one, yeah. They're all basically season books. A new one is... Uh, the new one is fire season. Oh, I didn't get the fire season. I got the sex, well, it's, it's not sex, mating season. Mating season, yeah, yeah. Is, is the new Sex event. season, I was Sex season, say. well, same, yeah. <laughs> same idea. That's a good season. What season is that? Yeah. I come for it. It's, it's actually, they, and they're sort of, so far, they're set in different times of the year. So yeah. I do like the whole resort town resentment yes. thing here, which is, even Wisconsin, I mean, a lot of Wisconsin resort towns, you know. Door County, and I mean, I mean, there's a lot of places, and up north, everywhere up north, you know, basically. The whole, the whole lake real estate economy deal. Yeah, it's a love, love-hate relationship with these tourists. Right. Most of whom are from the Chicago area, it seems. Yes. That's what I hear. <laughs> great city, Chicago. It is. I love Chicago, yeah. but, you know, leave them in, when they're in Chicago, they're great. <laughs> in Bloomer, in Bloomer... It's a little different in Bloomer, you know, because we don't shout like that when we're in the restaurant in Bloomer, do we? <laughs> These are inside voices in Bloomer. You know, you're from Chicago, big deal. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry, what I was, I don't know what I was saying. I lost my trend of thought here entirely. Uh, we, could, and, we could go and, back uh, to the taxidermy. 
Taxidermy, yes. Yeah. What would you like to say? Where's about it from? It? It's it's what? Uh, is it a regular feature of the I show? I don't know. I just show up here and there's stuff on and stage. Yeah. Clyde, I don't even know where he's from, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even well preserved. <laughs> so I'm maybe after I die, the, yeah. the taxidermy might not be a bad way to go. You know, Are you serious? Just stand me up in the corner and This is gonna be in a book, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there is Frank, taxidermy in Frank the Frank Coffin is going to be preserved that, in his coffin. That could be. Is there, and you say there's another coming out this year? There's uh, another one coming out. Uh, wait, it, next, not next year, 2012. Yeah. yeah. It's in the, it's, I'm working on it now. Yeah. Shouldn't you be teaching at some point? Well, that's what they, that's what they tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Just ever come up and... Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it, obviously, I'm busy. And how, how are the young writers in, in Eau Claire? You know, we actually, we have some great, um, some great students. Um, it doesn't seem to be specific to any region of the country. I've taught in a bunch of different places. And um, it seems to me that the, the sort of the percentage that are really talented and, and engaged and interesting is about the same here as it is anywhere. Do you ten, you, they tend to write in text? Uh, <laughs> Do you find that on the stuff you, they hand you in? You mean with like, their thumbs? That, yeah, yeah, but I mean, the stuff they hand in that's hard copy has got a little text abbreviations in it. Uh, I, you know... Uh, it does sneak in, especially in like the freshman comp class. You t- you get some abbreviated language now, and you have to say this isn't actually English as <laughs> as, as we traditionally know it, you know. Um, but I'm thinking probably in a you know three generations, that's where the language is going to be. That's we're yeah. all going to talk that way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's true. It, yeah. It's and after it, a while, it looks sort of like Middle English. It's like we're going back to yeah. The, it's devolving, I think. Yeah, devolving back to that. Well, John, I want to thank you for stopping in and talking with us. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. The new book is, uh, is called Fire. The one that's coming out is Fire Season. Burn, fire Season. Yeah, and the other two are uh, High Season and Mating Season. So and one of those seasons there, you want to catch it. And the next one is going to be like uh, Chippewa Season. There you go. Exactly. Chippewa Valley Season. Uh, we'll send Frank out to the Chippewa Valley. There Thanks, John. John Loomis, ladies and gentlemen. Look for him, read him, enroll for his classes. Learn something. He's enormously appealing, says the New York Times. The Washington Post calls him enormously appealing. Uh, what else? The New York Times Book Review says, an entertaining whodunit with an easygoing sleuth. The Tribune says, darkly comic Cape Cod caper. <laughs> so clever there at the Tribune, aren't they? Right Okay, so uh, here we go. We got the, the band here yeah. with us uh, in Eau Claire, and Clyde turned up. He was either in uh, Stevens Point or uh, Lacrosse. We're not, sure. we're not sure where he was, but he's here now. Yeah. Huh? No, Little You were in Little Rock? No, that's even, <laughs> I always gets worse and worse. You don't know where you are half the time. Uh, hi, John. Hey. What you got here for us? This is called Jezebel Blues. Jezebel Blues, the What Do You Know Trio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
you. You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI Public Radio International. Steps over on that side, Jim. There are steps, steps going down. Okay. Can you help me down, Jim? Entering the audience here. Yes. Hello? Am I there? Am I here? Am I here now? Can you hear me now? Hi. How are you? What are you sitting in the dark for? You got no lights out here. Why don't you all flick your bicks, ladies and gentlemen, and bring a little light to the world. Uh, Carol Johnson must be here somewhere, huh? <laughs> Let me try that again. Carol Johnson must be here. I'm here. Do the little oh, oh. I'm all the way from Spooner. Come on, come on down here. Let's have a look at you, Carol. Let's get a good look at what a Carol Johnson looks like. Okay. Yeah, oh, Carol. Come oh, on. I... How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, you still got your St. Paddy's? Have you, haven't you changed since St. Patrick's Day? They're having their parade today. Oh, today? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's over. No, it starts at one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean St. Patrick's Day is over. I know, but they have to celebrate on the weekend. It's a big parade. Oh, is there an international dateline between here and, and Web Spooner? Lake. Web Lake. Huh? Web Lake. Who Lake? Webley, I didn't want to stare at your shirt. I'm sorry. Oh. You know, I'm old-fashioned. Oh, good. Uh, you're a first responder. Fantastic. Yeah. And a hospice worker. Right. Fantastic. But I don't understand this here, Carol. Pumpkin, spam, whiskey, and praline pie. Yep, I won a 2008 spam cook-off contest with it. <laughs> It was the People's Choice Award. No kidding. Yeah. How did you come up with that? Was it accidental? No. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find something spam would go good with. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that easy. Well, you know. this year, I don't know. It could be a chocolate spam cake Ooh. or spam ice cream oh. or maybe a bohemian spam lasagna. You don't want to show your cards on something like that. Because you're going entering again. Oh, right? I am, yes. Can you describe, uh, what's, uh, give us basically just a rundown on how to make this concoction? Well, make it like regular pumpkin pie, except yeah. you add another half cup of dark brown sugar, uh -huh. 
and you add a half cup of good whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> if there's and, any left, right? And all. <laughs> well, you've got to have a good time while you're I'm cooking. Right. <laughs> Definitely. And then, and then what? Where's the spam come in? Oh, well, that's in there. It's just it's in there already. Right in, yeah. You don't have to do anything special to the spam. You whip I, it or beat it or. I beat it up. <laughs> in the can, or you take it out. Take it out. Take it out. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you put on one of those you know, can shakers they got at the paint shop or something. Oh, oh that would have been easier. Yeah, would have been easier. And then, yeah. uh, then what do you do? I pureed it all. I made my regular pumpkin pie, uh-huh. added extra spice, the whiskey and that, and had the pecans <laughs> on the top. Added a little extra whiskey, did you say? <laughs> and pumpkin, or pecans on the top, and yeah. bake it. I took two of them, and they were all gone. And where was this contest held? At Northwind's Bar and Grill. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, dear. It sounds great. It's fun. Yes, I can't wait for next year. Thanks. Oh, boy. Now, you see, this is what Prairie Home Companion does not give you. All right? Okay. Enough said. Uh, uh, do you ever think teenagers ever learn how to act normal? I don't think they're synonymous. I know that. Normal and uh, Dennis uh, Luther. Hey, Dennis. You got a little problem with teenagers, do you? You got five teenagers? Get you stand up here. Oh, you want to stand. Come on, shake it out, Dennis. Shake it out. What, you can't do this move? No. Okay. Uh, you're a physician, eh? Sometimes. Okay. You're kind of a casual for a physician. I don't know. Mm. It's all right. You got your little, little beeper on you or anything in case you're... No. You pass the beeper stage? Yeah. They beep, uh, you don't answer anymore. Oh, I'm a hospitalist. You're what? I'm a hospitalist. A what? Uh? A hospitalist. Hospitalist? Yeah. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Hospitalist. Yeah. What does that mean? That means I admit you to the hospital, and oh. I don't do any outpatient work. Fantastic. This is the job I want. <laughs> Just admit them. Yeah. Cool. That's a way to do it. Uh, teenagers, how many you got? Two now. Two sons. Okay. What's the problem? Two daughters. You, you don't have teenage sons? I have teenage girls, even worse. Oh, I had them. <laughs> no. Like Boys them? are worse. Boys are worse? Oh, much worse. Boys are just sullen, and uh, they don't talk. Are you kidding? <laughs> I have a son who texts us 4,000 times a month. That's a modest amount, 4,000? 40,000. 40,000? And he's who's 14. He te- who's he texting? You got me. Why don't you take his uh, fingers, uh, take his phone away? I don't care. No, you can't do it. You can't. I don't do it. texting me. No, so I wouldn't dare touch, even touch your phone, you know, either one of them. Yeah, well, yeah. no. My 19-year-old's doing better. Yeah. Do you, do you have strategies with the, to deal with them? What do you, what do, you do? Mm, give them guitars and tell them, get a, get a, just go away from me for a while. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> From a physician, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you deal with them. Give them a guitar, tell them to go away for a while. Thank you, Dennis. We do have an 16, actual 16-year-old here. Where is she? Oh, yeah. Uh, Anna Liqua? Is that right? You're 16, right? And a good example of it. Come on down here, dear. 
because otherwise I have to step on all these people, and they don't mind if you do it so much. How are you, dear? Good. A good year for you, 16? Yeah. I've got a 16-year-old daughter. I haven't talked to her in about a year now. <laughs> I mean, she lives with me. It's just that she's kind of shuts me out. We used to be best buddies, you know? Yeah. I don't mean to complain to you about that. <laughs> she said, Dad, you know, you're my best friend. So, well, she said, you're my tennis coach and you are my best friends, but still. You know, now I, I, I have to sort of, you know, I'm here, you know. And she says, Dad, get out of my face. You know, that sort of thing. Do you, are you that way? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> what was your parents? I'm not completely sure. <laughs> that's okay. That's cool. What is, here's your question. What is a what? An aglet. What is an aglet? No idea. That little plastic thing on the end of your shoelace. That's an aglet? Yeah. Fantastic. Jim, what does she win for knowing that? Just for knowing that, she wins a gift card for pie at the Norsky Nook in Osseo, Claire Hayward, and Rice Lake. Thank you, dear. Good luck to you. Best of luck to you. That's all it takes on this show. We're going to play a round of the What Do You Know quiz because there's more stuff to give away and we got a lot to unload today. Before we can do it, who got the four disclaimers? Did you, you want to get up here and hear this? And you are? Cheryl. Cheryl, are you from yeah. around here, Cheryl? Yeah, I'm from Eau Claire. From Eau Claire, that's around here. Okay, you want to do the, you want to hold this? You can do it yourself. Um, okay. Okay, four disclaimers. The four disclaimers. All questions used on What Do You Know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are par for the course. Listeners who are sticklers for the truth should get their own shows. <laughs> Just change the name to the Blue Gulls and there you go. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was Blue Gills. I can't read. It's, the handwriting's not that great. No, it's not good. Anyway. Blue her, Gills. Yeah, Blue Gills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fighting bluegills? I don't know if bluegills actually fight. <laughs> oh, they'll they, put up a fight. They kind of swim. Oh, yeah, they'll yeah. pull your pole right in the water. Persons employed by the International House of Radio or its member stations are lucky to be working at all, let alone tying up the office phones trying to play the quiz. Listeners who have won recently should sit on their hands and let someone else have a chance for a change. All opinions expressed on What Do You Know are well-reasoned and insightful. Needless to say, they are not those of the International House of Radio, its member stations, or lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is itching for a fight. Very well done. Let's see the hands of those of you who care to raise them in a demonstration of a need to be on a radio program to show what you know and how much you've learned over the years. All right. You dress for the show. You deserve this. Very nice. So my one reason why I should play? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, anything like that would be fine. Yes, go ahead, just tell me anything you want. I was supposed to come with my mom today, yeah. and she stood me up. Your mom stood you up? Yeah. Well, who's this gentleman here that you're with? It's my friend Slick Eddie. Hey, Slick Eddie. How <laughs> you doing, man? Slick Eddie, and your name is? Tiffany. Tiffany. That's your reason? Well, come on up then, Tiffany, to the What Do You Know stage here at the Eau Claire Theater. State Theater in Eau Claire. Yes, just mount these steps and you'll find yourself in another world.
Okay. Oh, so what you doing these days, Tiffany? I'm a happily divorced mother of a four-year-old, and... You divorced your four-year-old? How do you do that? I divorced her dad. Oh. And I'm a full-time student at the University in Eau Claire here. Oh, you are? What are you studying? Special education. Oh, good for you. Excellent. <laughs> Special ed. Are you over the trauma of the whole... Yes. Yeah, good. That didn't take long, did it? No, not really. <laughs> well, good for you. It's a starter marriage. Yes. That's the way I look at it. I wanted to get it out of the way before I really started my career. Yeah, so we get down to business. Yeah, These I things happen. Yeah, yeah, I understand perfectly. <laughs> uh, so that's good. And special ed is, is being good to you? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and you got, we got the four-year-old, too, so you got to balance mothering and the schooling and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. Hard, but can be done. It can be done. It can be done. That's great. Uh, okay, and uh, you familiar with how this quiz works? I am. Tiffany, you can win some fabulous prizes. Uh, is that true, Jim? Absolutely, Mike. Yes, and Jim's on top of all of those. In fact, Jim is one of those. <laughs> you play your cards wrong. Uh, so someone, what's the number to call here? The though, number Jim? to call is 715-835-2330. Is there an easy way to remember that, Jim Packard? No, there's not, Michael Feldman. <laughs> First time you failed me, Jim, in all these years. 715-835-2330. Okay. We need a qualifying question. Oh, here's the question. Who reported the lady from Granton for drunk driving? That's the question. Uh, if you know the answer, if you're around here, you probably know the answer, I would think. Who reported the lady from Granton uh, for drunk driving? If you know, give us a call here. Lynn's on the line from uh, Inman, South uh, Carolina. She may not know. You better turn off your phone because I can hear myself. I'm sorry. Good morning. Hi. Hi. How are you, Lynn? I'm fine, Michael. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Do you know who reported the lady from Granton for drunk driving? The report of the lady from Granton. I'm sorry. Give me the question. That was it. That was the question. For drunk driving. Granton, Wisconsin. Yeah. Who reported her? 911 call from the vehicle. Did she report herself? Oh, she did. You got it, Lynn. <laughs> I thought that only could happen here. Yeah. She reported the drunk driver and then finally admitted it was herself. <laughs> so there you go. Where is, where is Inman, South Carolina? Inman's in the upstate of South Carolina. Oh, in the uh, high country. Yes. Upstate. And uh, my friends and I are watching you on Jim Cam. Give us a wave. Oh, you're on Jim Cam. Shake a little for him, yep. Jim. Shake a little. There Hi, Jim. <laughs> Hi, Lynn. <laughs> Lynn, this is Tiffany. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Tiffany. And she's uh, studying uh, special ed here and, uh, at the university in Eau Claire here. And uh, the two of you are now a team. Uh, what do you do there in, uh, in uh, Inman, uh, Lynn? What? I, uh, I work with computers, and, um, and my son goes to Wofford College. Wofford? You know, yeah. That little tiny school that, that, that we just beat? Yeah. 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 But we, we only have 1,400 students. Michael. I know. They put up a good fight, though. Yeah, they did. We killed them in football, but in basketball, they put up a good fight. That is right. You did. We drove all the way up there for you to kill us in football. Yeah. <laughs> I was there at that one. That was one I could get tickets to. 
All right, so yeah. Lynn and, and Tiffany, the two of you are a team right now. You work together as a brain trust. And Jim Packard, what are the categories? Categories of current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science or odds and ends. Okay, Lynn, you pick the first one. Uh, how about things we should have learned in school? Things we should have learned in school, okay. T Tiffany's still in school. Okay. <laughs> All right, the course is the biology of fly fishing. If I want to take this course, or maybe major in fly fishing, would I go to Chippewa Valley uh, Tech, a Stout, or the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire? Where can I find the course of study, the biology of fly fishing, biology 255? Talk it over now. Uh, well, you're there in Eau Claire, Tiffany. Yeah. Do they offer that course? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, Are or, you sure? Or I might, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, know, I, I see lean. some professors out here. Maybe they can. Professor stout? of fly fishing. Stout? Do we have a fly fishing professor here? I'm hearing stout from the audience. No, yeah, stout. They always yell at. <laughs> They're always yelling stout. I don't know what that means. So you're saying Chippewa Valley Stout or UWEC? I don't know. Oh, Claire, we need an answer. Need an answer. Stout. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's the UWEC right here at, at uh, oh. Eau Claire. You can take... I'm sorry, Lynn. You can also take uh, kine Kinesiology 184, which is flag football. <laughs> okay, so that would be... No right and one wrong. All right, don't worry about it. That was a tough one, I guess. Uh, and, uh, but we'll come back from that, Jim. Current events, people, places, science, odds and ends. Tiffany. Odds and ends. Odds and ends it is. Okay, there. Uh, when confronted uh, by a wild urban turkey, as often happens in these parts, should you A, gobble and flap your arms, B, grab your ankles and crouch, or a C, stand your ground and make noise? Recommended procedures for encountering a wild turkey. Well, we have some wild turkeys in our yard, and huh. I would say stand your ground. Huh. Lynn? Lynn? Yeah, I, I would probably stand my ground and make noise. Yes, yeah, stand your ground and make noise. Exactly right. One right and one wrong. Now, if you meet a bear, then you flap your oh, yeah. arms and gobble or crouch. Yeah, I think. I'm not quite sure. I'm not you say sure it's yet. one and one, Jim? Okay. That's good. right. What's one left there? One. Current events, people, places, science, odds and ends. Okay, Lynn. Um, how about people? Okay. Sounds good to me. All right, uh, God personally helps nine, eight, or seven of ten Americans make decisions. <laughs> plan their appointments, make their plan their day, and so forth. Nine, eight, or seven. Nine, eight, nine, eight or seven. Seven out of ten Americans say that God personally helps them make decisions. Uh, would you think maybe eight, Tiffany? You know, I'm going to have to go with you on this one. I'm not really familiar That's with That's exactly it. right. Good insight. Eight out of ten Americans. God plans their day. That is cool. Two right and one wrong. All right. Good. We're really making progress here. Yes. What's Current events, there? places, science. Current events, places, or science? Um, science. Tiffany? I just like saying Tiffany. I'm sorry. Uh, which are uh, shrinking due to global warming, crows or songbirds?
You notice well, I'd crows? like for it to be crows, but I'm afraid it would be songbirds. Oh. But. Did you hear about, about this, Tiffany? I did or? not hear about this. No? I'm trying to think about our birds in our yard, and they all yeah. seem quite healthy. They're not any smaller from smaller, last year? No. no fewer songbirds, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, or the crows, maybe. The crows, yeah. <laughs> Or the songbirds. Or the songbirds. Lynn thinks it's the songbirds. Songbirds? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they seem smaller. Yeah, let's, let's go with that one. The, yeah. the song's a little feebler, it seems yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Not quite so loud. Not quite so loud, yeah. That's right, it's the songbirds. They're shrinking due to global warming. Ask Al Gore if you don't believe me. That's it, Jim, isn't it? Indeed it is. They've won. Lynn, you've won genuine old world Norwegian Lefse from Marshall and Amy Olson at Blair, Wisconsin's <laughs> countryside Lefse. Ooh, Lefse. Hand-rolled real potatoes, no shortcuts since 1965. Then wrap yourself in the snow-blanketed harmonies of Bon Iver with a CD collection and a signed vinyl record. Satisfy your appetite with a basket of locally made mixes, chocolates, bars, and other goodies from Hans Market, family grocers for four generations where your best meals begin. Tiffany, you can start your quiz victory celebration in true Wisconsin fashion with a case of beer, Leinenkugel Summer Shandy from Chippewa Falls, Jacob Leinenkugel Brewing Company. Join the boys of summer with tickets to an Eau Claire Express baseball game, whose home opener is June 3rd in historic Carson Park. Relax in the calmer ambience of the Acoustic Cafe Coffee House in downtown Eau Claire, featuring live music every weekend, and return here with tickets to a future entertainment spectacle at the State Theater Eau Claire Regional Arts Center. Congratulations to both of you. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks for playing the quiz. Best of luck to you. Lynn, hang on for a second. Make sure you get that. Thanks for playing there. Okay, thanks. If you'd like to attend a What Do You Know Silver Jubilee show in Madison, call the box office at 608-262-2201 or go online at notmuch.com. The next shows are Saturday, April 10th, 17th, and 24th. They got a new CD out called Tiny Pilot, local favorites, regional favorites, national favorites now, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Perry and the Long Bed. Somewhere east of Tuesday Figured you were gone I heard that train rolling And a train don't turn around Picked up my little pieces And I laid them in the line Somewhere south of Sunday I'll be fine Somewhere west of Worthless Double-dipped and overdrawn I stuck the key into the lock And I snapped the dang thing off I hung it out and I strung it out And I blended up my mind Off somewhere south of Sunday I'll be fine Oh, you picture perfect me Pitching picture perfect scene Having had enough of that Drop the gas and strike the match Stop pegging away Oh, boy. 
Somewhere north of nothing Crying in the beer I sucked it up and I stomped it down And I blew right through your town You heard I got my crazy Stuck in overdrive Man alive Somewhere south of Sunday I'll be fine 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 Somewhere south of Sunday Joker is found at notlust.com, which is hosted by Burby, putting the E in business. More information about web hosting for Burby is available online at berbee.com. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know Silver Jubilee is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer, international. This is PRI, Public Radio International. Live from the State Theater in the Eau Claire Regional Arts Center, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know Silver Jubilee Celebration from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tuline at the piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, Clyde Stubblefield on drums, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, columnist Frank Smoot, music lovers Gary Don and James Walker, and more of Michael Perry and the Long Bids. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Now, the man who says, set him free and to hell with the jail, Michael Feldman. Yeah, or how about ankle bracelets for everybody? <laughs> nice to be back here. We're in Eau Claire. Beautiful crowd out here of wonderful people. Eau Claire hospitality. Michael Perry's uh, here with me. Hey, Michael. Good to see you again. I had no idea that you even sang or had a band. That shows you how out of it I am. Well, it's a desperate attempt to continue to feed my children who want to eat every day. <laughs> really? And the writing is not doing it? Your writing is going very well. It's going, yeah, it's going good, but yeah. you know... Uh, Coop is your latest book. Coop, yep, A Year of Poultry, Pigs, and Parenting. Yeah, pick it up. Yeah, I, it's nice you to mention that. That book came out last spring, and I, I went on book tour for about 100 days in a row, and my wife uh, said, it's nice that you wrote a book about raising pigs, chickens, and children, and then just took off. And, uh, <laughs> 
And the order was nice, too. I thought he had them in the right order. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, that was only kind of a joke, too. She's yeah. listening at home right now. Oh, yeah, no. Because okay. she's home taking care of the chickens, pigs, and babies. So. Yeah, yeah, and you're out in a, now you're on the road traveling for 100 living days. The, living the lush life, as you this can is, see. Uh, hey. <laughs> this is the lush life. This is nice. Look at this, your surroundings. So, yeah, this is good. And so you're on tour now, uh, Winona, Minnesota, and here? World tour. We yeah. did a world tour. We, yeah. Uh, I did an album a while back called Headwinded, and then after that one, we were approached by a, a label, Amble Down Records, and, and they asked if... Uh, yeah, Am- are they local, Amble Down? They, they are local, different. and they're yeah. out of, uh, some would say, Chippewa Falls, but it's actually, they're actually off, they're from Chippewa Falls. Chippewa Falls. Yeah. That's why I pronounce it all the time. Run by Kyle Frenette, a good Chippewa boy. And Chippewa. So they, uh, they uh, signed us to do this album with them, and uh, so it's out, and we're out. Uh, it's kind of the new Auburn sound. It is the new Auburn. Well, you know, a lady in yeah. New Auburn said yeah. something very sweet uh, to us once. We played a benefit up in New Auburn, and after we were done, she came up and she said, you know, you sound just like Gordon Lightfoot, on- oh. only zippier. <laughs> So we put that on Did a T-shirt, you? which you can oh, buy yeah. directly from our website. What's too, that yeah. website there that you can buy that from? www.sneezingcow.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sneezing cow thing. You bet. That's a cool thing, too. And this is all, uh, this is all from uh, uh, having an 8-track in the barn? or what? How did right. that work? Yeah, I was, uh, well, I was raised in an obscure fundamentalist Christian yeah. sect. I like to say that because it sounds scary. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. People think I was raised inside a walled compound. We hoarded fertilizer and diesel fuel. And that's only partly true. That's only partly true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, I didn't have a lot of music around me as a kid, but I started working on a ranch in Wyoming once uh, when I was 16 and worked out there for five years. And we was, uh, me and my boss, a big old uh, boy from Wyoming, we were riding in his big four-wheel drive pickup truck home after haying, and we were late for Bible study. Oh, yeah. And we were roaring up the hay meadow, and we hit an irrigation ditch we hadn't seen. We <laughs> flew up in the air and came down, and everything in the truck come loose, including out from underneath the seat came, came an eight-track tape. And I'll never forget, in my <laughs> naivete, I picked it up, and I looked at him, and I said, Who's Waylon Jennings? Yeah. <laughs> And he said, son, you need to jam that thing in there. <laughs> That's what she said. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just here to serve you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I heard that uh, chicken picking phase telly twang, and I've never been the same since. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, well, that's cool. That's cool. Waylon did it for you, huh? Let's hear some more of that. You feel uh, like doing Sure, more? you bet. We'll do one yeah. more influence. It's called After Waymore's Blues, which is... Uh, Waylon Jennings' nickname. Fantastic. Chippewa, I thought it was his nickname. Waylon Chippewa Jennings. A little more of that new Auburn twang here. Taking the cap off, you're getting serious, huh? Roll out of bed this morning Gave myself the evil eye I rolled out of bed this morning Gave myself the evil eye You're a whole lot of too much woman I'm just another guy Well, the show is hot for August 
hotter than you thought it'd be It sure is hot for August Hotter than you dreamed it'd be Well, you best put some distance Between you and me Well, I bet you'd like to know I came to be this way Wouldn't you just love to know I came to be this way It's one part blame my mama Two parts blame the man who got away Well, a black cat don't mean nothing That black dog will run you down Yeah, black cat don't mean nothing That black dog will run you down Yeah, I can hear them out there moaning On the darker side of town So won't you choose me out of tombstone Tell that man how to spell my name Won't you choose me out of tombstone Tell old Billy how to carve my name No matter if the chisel slips I'll be gone just the same That's one part blame my mama Two parts blame the man who got out of the way That's one part blame my mama Two parts blame the man who got out of the way Got my back, yeah. The old man on the television says an angel has got my back, right? Last time I seen that angel, he was off the pace and he was fading fast. That's one part blame my mama Two parts blame the man who got away That's one part blame my mama Two parts blame the man who got away That's one part blame my mama Two parts blame the man who got away
God away, God away, God away. Michael Perry and the Long Beds. The only man with international harvester decal <laughs> duct taped on his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, the new album, uh, new CD is called, uh, we call them albums anymore? I don't know. Nope, CD. CDs? They're still albums to me. Tiny, Tiny Pilot, it's called. Check it out. Get it, buy it. Live it. <laughs> Frank Smoot is joining us now. Frank Smoot knows just about everything there is to know about everything. Let's find out if that's true. Let's see if we can stump Frank Smoot. Oh, there he is. Hi, Frank. How'd you get so darn smart, Frank? Uh, good parenting. Good parenting? Yeah, that's right. Did they teach you all this stuff? Uh, they taught me some of the stuff, and they gave me the tools to find out a little bit more. Do you still have those tools? Can I see them? Because <laughs> I could pass those on to my kids then, those tools. That's good, though. And uh, are you from here originally? Uh, where are you from? I'm from Kansas, but I'm not in Kansas anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how'd you get from Kansas to here? Uh, I went along with my parents when I was really small. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going really good so far. Uh, so Frank, far, so uh, good. I like your badger. The, got off on the wrong foot there. That's not my badger, actually, but that's good. Now, you, among other things, you write a, th a thing uh, called Thanks for Asking. I do. Which you randomly will answer any question. Anybody can submit any question yeah. about something local or yeah. area. And have I you have ever been stumped on something? And I have, actually, yeah. yeah. What's the biggest stump you've run into so far? Well, actually, why is Hastings Way names Hastings Way? So if anybody in the audience yeah. knows, please tell me. Because it's not quick. We know that. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> waiting for an answer, yeah. Yeah. Why are they yeah. called Hastings when it's not hasty? Good, good question. Uh, what about this thing about this, the bridges, the haunted Jim Falls or the possession of Cassie thing that was on Animal Planet? Oh, I don't understand any of that. <laughs> really? Yeah, what is that? Um, There's a haunted falls? Well, there, is a, there was a haunted house in Augusta, Wisconsin, and Animal Planet came to do a show about it and, and uh, interviewed me up at the uh, Metropolis Hotel and, and then uh, used parts of the interview and, and uh, cut it. Considerably, and, uh, and change and everything you said. Absolutely, else. Yeah. you know that's how TV is. That's why I stick with radio now. Yeah, uh, yeah we could do it. It's a lot easier. We just uh, edit these things out. Yeah. This yeah. won't be on the air. Whole section. Yeah, no, yeah. this won't be. On. Yeah. Okay, so that doesn't answer that, but that's okay. Um, two houses on East Madison that appear to be old stores, 1542 and 1570. Yes. <laughs> True or false? Or are they old uh, stories? One was, uh, one was an old manufacturing plant. Uh, it, it manufactured soda pop. 
And the other was an old house, even though it looks exactly like an old store. I don't know why anybody would build a house that looks like a store <laughs> unless they're just interested in retail. <laughs> well, what about the, that, uh, that car wash that's a ship? <laughs> Whose idea was that? I, I think they must be fans of boating. Oh, it's a pun, I guess. Maybe. Ship shape. You think? Yeah, ship shape. Oh, but I, I mean, that's, that's a long way to go to, to make a, you know, a pun. You've got you to invest in your puns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, the Ph.D. Yeah. Academy, professional yeah. hair design. Oh, so it, I did see it. Thank you so much, Frank Smoot. Oh, well, thanks for asking. Because that would have bothered me the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought, ah, formerly Ph.D. Academy, they used to crank out Ph.D.s, and now it's a beauty school. Yeah. It seems like a step down, but probably actually a step up. Yeah, yeah. oh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, top five celebrity appearances in the Valley, excluding yours, truly, of course. Well, I wrote that before you got here. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And these are people that you have met, or that people in general have met? That people in general have met. And yeah. one, one thing about the Thanks for Asking column, there's, a, there's an online section, volume1.org, and people write in responses, and so they've, uh, they've added their own responses to that. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, your top five celebrities are really uh, anybody's guess, and they're... Yeah. they're if you think somebody's a top celebrity, I might yeah. not think somebody's okay. a top Okay, come celebrity. drop some names. Who's drop who's some names. Yeah. Uh, Loudon Wainwright III All right. was here. Yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, John Bon Jovi, of course, Country Jam. Uh, Tanya Tucker gave a $100 tip at, uh, at a Shakey's Pizza place. <laughs> uh, she got good service at Shakey's, apparently. <laughs> I expect she did, or maybe $100 doesn't mean to her what it means to me. Well, apparently know. not, yeah. yeah. Um, that's three. That's three. <laughs> Uh, you owe me two more. Do I? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. Top five celebrity appearances. Let's see if I got anything here. Yeah, what have you got? Uh, plasmatics. Wendy O. Williams was oh, she. Oh, that was such a great time. At yeah. the, uh, and she was actually, speaking of John Menard, at the Old Mill Expo Center, which is not there anymore. And I think probably was a direct result of Wendy O. Williams and the plasmatics <laughs> playing there. Uh, but she was arrested later on that tour in Milwaukee for lewdness. So I don't, you know. I don't see it. I don't either. No. Uh, yeah. The poor, the poor woman's dead now, you know. We should, we should did she pass away? She did. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah. the O for? Do we know? <laughs> Boy, that we can't say. It's the world of possibilities. Yeah, really. yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So that's four. Well, you owe me one more. I do owe you one yeah. more. Uh, Grace Slick? Oh, well, yes. And, and Grace Slick, actually, uh, back, when, back when they were really monster rockers rather than uh, eerie balladeers, um, they play the uh, UW-Eau Claire campus. You know, we don't get concerts like that anymore. Oh. Um, but she and her husband were, were married, and, uh, and about nine months that's later... That's true, most husbands. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's true. Um, and uh, about nine months later, they had their child. So yeah. who knows? Eau Claire may have been very good to them. Yeah. yeah. Something about the valley. <laughs> that's huh? right. Something there is. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's everyone. Yeah. Uh, most famous person buried in the valley. Well, you know, one of the things uh, I think uh, Jacob Leinenkugel is fairly famous, and he's buried right up there in Chippewa Falls. But uh, really, for my money, um, uh, Chief Buffalo, who was uh, a leader of the Ojibwa for 50 years and signed six treaties with the uh, American government, and and, uh, really not every uh, Native American nation has a reservation on their ancestral land, and he helped guarantee that. Uh, and I, I think he's probably one of the most famous people ever in Wisconsin, and he's buried up at La Pointe, which is not so far from here, okay. I think. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 
and uh, and Line and Kugel. And Jacob Line and Kugel, who's, yeah. who's yeah. makes a product locally. Yeah. How, do, how do you stand on uh, raw milk? How do I stand on raw yeah. milk? I think I think raw milk done cleanly is is a beautiful thing. Did you grow up in raw milk? Yeah. I did grow up with raw milk. Yeah, I, I didn't grow up with raw cow's milk. I grew up with raw goat's milk, which is even better than even raw raw-er than cow's yeah. milk. Yeah. yeah. Well. It's smaller, for sure. I agree, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with you. Yeah, well, yeah I, I grew up on it, and there ain't nothing yeah. wrong with me. Well, I'm bulky that way, you know, because... You're yeah. thin, like yeah. a rail. So it's good for that. And I, I asked, too, because this Farm Life book that you've done, this is a great, this is a great book. Oh, well, thanks. This is a fabulous book, Farm Life, because it, it really documents something that hasn't been very much, which is kind of the family farm in Wisconsin near the dairy farm. Uh, and it, it's really not received a lot of attention. It really hasn't, even yeah. though it was our chief industry for so long, and it really defines America's dairy land. Yeah. Uh, I work at the Chippewa Valley Museum. That's my day job, and, yeah. and we have a major exhibit on farm life, and yeah. this is sort of an exhibit catalog, but goes a little bit beyond, uh, beyond the exhibit and talks about some things. And one of the things that we, we really try to do is tell the stories of real people, uh, yeah. but we also try not just to talk about the... Uh, the good parts of farm life, but I mean, I think it's a pretty complicated, real portrait of it. You try not to talk about the good parts. Uh, we do talk about the good parts when there are good parts. Yeah. Actually, at the at the time we were researching the book, there weren't a lot of good parts. That was in 2000, and milk prices were as low as they'd been since the 1970s. Uh-huh. Uh, they've recovered some, but that really just proves that milk prices are volatile. And Eau Claire is crucial in milk prices. It it's, is. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally enough. Yeah. Uh, the government sees this as the center of milk production in America. So the amount that farmers are paid uh, goes up depending on how far you are from Eau Claire. From Eau Claire. And so, so it's great for the rest of the country. Yeah. But if you live in Eau Claire and you're making milk, not so much. Yeah, it's like the Missouri Compromise or something, <laughs> and it's in, but in milk. You know. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, such a, it's a weird thing. But I, and I do, I love the personal stories in here about people say why they went into it in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy to go into farming because it's, it's so expensive and you can't even pass it on to your kids, really, because they've got to buy the farm. You sure do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one guy, you know, one guy tells a joke. He says, uh, farmer wins the lottery, and the guy on TV says, uh, so what are you going to do with all that money? And he says, well, keep farming, I guess, till it's all gone. <laughs> That's a good one. Got a few more like that? A couple of farm jokes? <laughs> oh, the book is just full of them. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I got just one on every page. The Eau Claire rule. Why go into it? Uh, oh, yeah. Carol's dad said, what kind of work do you want to do? Do you want to farm? And he said, no, I want to go to school first. And he said, well, there is a school for sale. Let's go look at it, meaning the farm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. That'll so, school you pretty well. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, And what, what do people say? You know, I mean, obviously it's... it's, it's they, they love to farm or they wouldn't do it. You have to love it or you, would, you wouldn't do it. But what do they say about their reasons for farming? And their, well, the that's a question we ask everybody. We yeah. interviewed 85 different people for this. The, the youngest was six, and the oldest, I don't know how old he was, but he remembered going to a party in 1906, so that's a little while ago. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they gave a, we asked them that question directly, each and every one of them, and they gave a whole bunch of answers, and, and, and that really, really put some stress on them. But... But finally, they uh, said, well, and independence, you're your own boss. Uh, they, I think they answered the question uh, in the same way that a lot of uh, other business owners uh, would. And, of course, the, the farm is kind of unique because it's not only your, your family home and a lot of times your ancestral home, but it's also the site of your small business. And, uh, and so that, the, the intersections that take place in the home 
are really quite interesting because you're, you know, everybody does their bills on their kitchen table, but they don't always do, uh, you know, capital planning and, and investments and things like that. Yeah. And so it, it's really a, it's an interesting domestic space and an interesting business space. That, and I think a, a lot of them like that. They like the freedom. They like the independence. They like the fact that they were business people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they, uh, so many of them, almost everybody mentioned a love of the land, that they wanted to leave the land better. And one of the things that we think about farming is that, uh, you know, they plowed up all these fields and there's, you know, erosion and, and from water and from wind. Uh, but, but so many farmers that we talked to considered themselves stewards of the land and, and wanted to leave it better for their kids, whether their kids were going to farm or not. And a lot of their kids weren't. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. But the economics of farming are such that you, you end up being your own indentured servant. <laughs> you you know, do. Just by the way the, the system works. Absolutely, you yeah. do. Um, because the you know the the amount of capital is so large now. If you're going to have uh, all these acres and all this investment in cattle, and the return the, the return is there, but the return in in terms of percentage is uh, small. So if you have five hundred thousand dollars invested and you're earning thirty thousand dollars a year, that's not the sort of uh, return that other small business people get. Yeah, and then California goes and. And they beat us for the... Uh, Get some uh, more cows or something. They do, yeah. 1993, they took over Wisconsin as the number one milk producer. But still, we're still number one in cheese, let me tell you. <laughs> and they can't take that away from us. Well, this is a wonderful book, and I, I recommend this. Uh, this is really good because it tells the people's personal stories about farm life. It's called A Century of Change for Farm Families and Their Neighbors. And, Frank, I want to thank you for, for stopping in. Well, it was so nice to meet you. Yeah, pleasure. Frank Smoot, ladies and gentlemen, the man who knows everything. Thank you for coming. From the museum press, I guess, here. Okay? We'll check it out that way. Oh, we have more visitors. The hits just keep coming here on What Do You Know, don't they? Okay. Well, then you guys must be the music and math guys. So one of you guys is a music guy, one of you is a math guy. We got uh, uh, professor or doctors, uh, Gary Don. That's Gary. Hi, Gary. Hi, right. nice to meet you. James Walker, doctor. We're both doctors. Are you internal or are you? <laughs> you hear that once, twice, I guess. I can tell by that laugh that that was a little doctor joke there. Now this is, which, who's the mathematician? Right. Right? Uh, oh, that's you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Say, who's the mathematician? Right. Um, that would be you. Yes. And uh, you're the musical guy. Yes. So how did you guys get together on this kind of area of study? Well, I would actually say the connection between math and music, one of the things that's exciting to me about it is that it goes back a long way. Yeah. There's always been a connection between it. And I actually got started in this process of looking at music synthesis back when I was a grad student at the University of Washington. Uh-huh. And then Jim and I got together uh, really because uh, it, it, the connection was just natural and logical. He was doing work on analysis of uh, some of the sound files that we were creating and so I got a chance to see what they actually looked like which was very exciting to me so I'd say it started back around uh, 2001 yeah but you know music and math I mean you count it off obviously I mean Clyde is a mathematician <laughs> but uh, what is there really a, a deep connection between mathematical progressions let's say and music uh, well you know uh, or what <laughs> The, the pitch involves frequencies and, uh, yeah. and time, and so you uh, have to analyze time and frequency at the same time. 
We use, uh, but not while you're singing or, or playing. If you had to actually do the calculations, it would be impossible to do music. Well, no, it can be done real time now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you guys should be working a little harder, I guess, really, when you're playing is what I'm, what I'm getting at here. Now, we have the, your course is called Music, Broken Symmetry, Geometry, and Complexity. That was our paper. The, that was your paper? Yeah. Yeah. Where did they get published? Notices of the American Mathematical Society. Oh, cool. Uh, and in it, if it's, I understand this properly, you, you compared uh, Beethoven, uh, Jimi Hendrix, and Louis Armstrong. Uh, we had Louis Armstrong uh, comparing his trumpet uh, with his vocals and uh -huh. then comparing some clips of Beethoven, uh, uh, Benny Goodman, and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. yeah. I said something like that, but maybe not. <laughs> I left out Benny Goodman. Uh... Can we, maybe we can hear one of those clips or something, and then you can explain the mathematical similarities. Can we do that? Sure, sure. Okay. The, the, the Beethoven clip is uh, short. It's from Opus 109. Uh, opus 109, one of pianos. my favorite opuses. Yeah. Opi. <laughs> It's good, but he doesn't know when to quit that bit. <laughs> <Right. laughs> now, if we compare that to Jimi Hendrix? Uh, uh, Benny Goodman. Benny maybe. Goodman. Benny Goodman. Yeah. Okay. He's doing this with his finger going up here. And, uh, what does that mean then? <laughs> well, you can hear him go down and up in pitch. And, yeah. and with these uh, spectrograms that we make from the uh, Gabor, tra Gabor transforms, uh, uh, you can see the uh, pitches and overtones change in time. The Gabor transforms, of right. course. Yes. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally you would with the Gabor transform. That's right. Gabor transform is a... Uh, it's a mathematical method for getting the, the pitches and overtones. Ah, uh, and Gabor was not the Zsa Zsa. No, it was Ava. <laughs> Ava was the mathematician. Ava? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, how does he fit in this? Same thing, a pitch descension and up, but oh, okay. uh, uh, the, the pitches, uh, it's like uh, a, a, a continuous chord progression. Ah, as this... <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's such a beautiful thing that he does. It's drug-induced, but still it's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe drugs and music and math will be next, I guess, for you guys. Now, and then, uh, oh, that's interesting. It's all very interesting. So what can you conclude from that? The fact that these progressions are similar or, or, or what? Well, I see, you know, music theory is the study of patterns. This yeah. is what we, uh, and this gives us another way of looking at patterns that we didn't have before. It's basically in music that does not have a score attached to it. So anything that's being improvised, mm -hmm. uh, we can now see patterns emerging that we could not see in the past because we didn't have a score to go with it. Mm -hmm. So to me, I see this is a very valuable tool in addition to the study that we've been doing all along in the recognition of patterns. Patterns in music. Mm -hmm. Yes. And math. Mm -hmm. And uh, is it, were, were there, are there examples of mu musicians being also mathematicians and vice versa? Well, I think going back to Pythagoras, in a sense that he, in, back in those days, yeah. 
500 BC. Oh yeah, uh, music theory was that was music was music theory, and he was also a music theorist and a mathematician. That's when uh, they first started yeah. subdividing the, yeah. the, so the recognition of simple in ratios the, right. in the golden yeah. uh, ratio and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Right, so this goes way back. Goes way back. Did he play? Good question. We don't really know because, yeah. unfortunately, uh, in Greek music, not much was written down. Yeah. So we don't have much. And they were liars, so you, you never well, know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not telling the truth anyway. You want to add something there? Well, recently, yes. uh, the, the Milton Babbitt uh, avant garde composer, uh, he actually, uh, I believe, he had an undergraduate degree in math is, uh, and composed music using uh, mathematical yeah. methods. And, and then there's like the music of the spheres kind of thing, where the universe itself seems to be on some sort of pitch and uh, wavering, obviously. I mean, the way things are going. So you would get those progressions and in, the, in the universe, probably, don't you think? I mean, large bodies in well, space. The I'm orbiting talking. ratio, I can't remember which two planets, but it's a three to two orbiting ratio, which is actually a perfect fifth in music. So it just takes you 200 years to hear it. But you know, other than that, yeah. <laughs> if you wait long enough. Well, it's not this instant gratification no, we're used to, that's for sure. <laughs> but then, like, you took a fern. This is interesting yes. to me. To explain what you did with a fern. This goes back to when I was a graduate student and. Uh, and smoking a little of the fern, probably. <laughs> And so we, uh, we thought, what would it sound like to take a visual shape and then take each point of that visual shape and treat it as if it were a new musical note, play yeah. it to what a program called C sound, and you can actually synthesize what it sounds like. But what we never got to see was what it actually looked like, what the sound file would look like when it came out. Uh-huh. And that's what Jim Walker's program has enabled me to see, and that was very exciting. What kind of program you got there, Jim? I can do that to a fern. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, uh, it's uh, computer software that uh, does uh, inverse Gabor transforms. Oh. Is that legal in this state? <laughs> All right. And so then you got like, like a spectrogram? Is that yeah. what you call it? Yeah, you'll see. Of a fern. You, and you yeah, see you the, can see the, the, it's on, a, it's on uh, the, the web page for the paper. You can see the fern and, mm-hmm. and you can... Uh, uh, it'll it'll draw a cursor across as it's playing the notes from the fern. Yeah, yeah. And this is what a fern sounds like. Tor- tortured souls. I think, I think your band Very plays it better. Gary. <laughs> yeah, they do that number, I know. I know they do the tortured soul fern thing, but... That's terrifying to think that your ferns are out there making that noise, even if you can't hear it. And you, now you know that the ferns out there are doing that. That really is very disturbing. Your work is very disturbing, gentlemen. I think you've disturbed everyone with what you've discovered. That's cool. Have you done it with other things besides fern? Other shapes? Yeah. Well, uh, we did it with the called the Sierpinski Triangle, but it sounds basically like an air raid siren because it just goes up and then back down again. So that one wasn't particularly interesting. Is that Sierpinski now? Well, it does, yeah. This is air raid.
Gary sent me it, and right. I modified it a little. Yeah, well, you have to. It's stuff that Gary sent me. <laughs> He's looking at it a little different than you are, you know, obviously. And Serpinski has had a different... Who was Serpinski? Was that Serpinski? Serpinski was a, a mathematician. Okay. Um, and what is that the sound of? That's the actual... That is the actual triangle. Yeah, he, he, and, and of the, of he, he Serpinski's create, triangle. Yes. Serpinski's triangle. It's, okay. You take a equilateral triangle and you yeah. cut out an equilateral triangle from the center. Okay. And then you have three triangles. You cut out from that, and you cut out, and you cut out. Keep cutting left. out triangles. Yes, and what's left is is Serpinski. This <laughs> <laughs> is Serpinski yelling. What's with the triangles? <laughs> Enough with the triangles. <laughs> and the, so then, so those are those are. That's a plot of the pitches in time, yeah. and so you can inverse Gabor transform that and, and look what you, would. you get. You know. Fantastic. <laughs> Gentlemen, I am taking your course. I'm majoring, and I hope I get a job in it. I don't see how, though. <laughs> Thank you very much. Fascinating stuff. I want to know more about it. Check the website. Thank you for joining us. Broken symmetry, geometry, and complexity, to say the least. Thank you. Gary Don James Walker here at the university. In Eau Claire, we got another little music coming up to see what Serpinski can lead to, ladies and gentlemen, when implied, uh, applied to three gentlemen who form a triangle <laughs> with Clyde Sofield at the apex. The What Do You Know Trio, thank you. <laughs>
You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. Okay, I'm in the audience here in beautiful Eau Claire, in the beautiful audience. People to see, people to talk to. Oh, you got your beer already there. Cool. That's pretty nice there. Uh, for example, Charles Saros is here. Uh, he teaches mathematics, another mathematics guy. Where is he? Did you follow all that stuff, Charles? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Anything you want to add to Sierpinski's triangle? Or? No, I don't do triangles. You don't do triangles? What, what do you do? Squares. Oh. <laughs> do you ever talk to the triangle people? Or? No, no. Pretty much separate? I keep them separate. Are there uh, the oval people? What about them? They mix? They kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. What, and what are you doing with squares? <laughs> <laughs> Always making it up. <laughs> Are you more like of a, when I teach, yeah. Are you like more three-dimensional? Um, no, four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, his, as his wife pats his belly. Uh, what is your... I don't understand why I picked your card, to tell you the truth. It says here, which is better, Line of Kugels or Capital Beer? Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. Liney's is very good. Extremely good. Yeah. 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 Sunset Week. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. You can sit down now. I don't understand what uh, Oh, no, I put the wrong cards in here. These are the rejects. <laughs> I think John Zamuda. I don't know why. Auto service business manager. He's in front. Huh? I didn't mean to pick you, John, but I guess this, it was meant to be. John Zamuda, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Hey, Michael. You a Harley guy? Pardon? Yep. Harley Yes, on the weekends. Yeah. Well, you got a hog? Yes. Big hog? Road King. Road King? Yes. Yeah. Uh, right, my riding partner. Yeah? You, you ride alongside or in back? I'm in the back. In the back? Yes, I like it. You do? I love it. Is that how you met? No. <laughs> you just hop on the back of his bike and that's how you got together? Yes. Something like that? Yes. <laughs> Nothing like that? 
Nothing. Okay. Uh, John, I don't know why I picked your card here, but it says you're in transmission supply and service. Uh, have you ever named your car? No. Well, I call my car Lex. Lex? Okay. Is it a Lexus? No, it's a Corolla. Uh, you know, we, we find customers, uh, some, there's people who name their cars and those who don't. Yeah. So it's interesting. Okay. Yep. Well, nice talking with you, John. I'm glad yeah, I picked yeah. your card. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a mistake at first, but I... Uh, where are the... Oh, these, here, would you hold these, please? Uh, which two famous packers... Open businesses in Eau Claire. I, there, I don't know that. Who knows that? David? Uh, Chally? Chal? 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 How are you? Yeah, we got to say something about the Packers, don't we? Got to say something about the Packers. Yeah. What do you want to say about them? Uh, Fuzzy Thurston, left guard, and Jim Carter Ford. Oh. No kidding. Fuzzy had a place here? Yep. Yeah. He had a bar and a a restaurant called uh, Left Guard. Left Guard, okay. And who was the other guy? Jim Carter. He Jim sold Fords. He had a uh, Jim Carter, Ford I don't recall him. Yeah, he was a linebacker, I think. Oh, okay, so you don't even recall him. <laughs> yeah. Are there any current Packer uh, businesses here? Not that I know of. Anybody else know Is there a Brett Favre uh, Honda or something? <laughs> no, I guess not anymore. Okay. A Brett Favre House of Waffles, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> He deserves something for that, Jim. All right, all right. Give him something for that, Jim. A certificate for the Acoustic Cafe on South Barstow Street and a case of Liney's Honey Vice Beer from Jake, you know, okay. the Liney Kugel Brewing Company. I'm sorry to get to talk to more of you, but uh, what? There's a card there. Huh? There's a card right there. Yeah, you can have that. Start your own show. <laughs> Take that. No, use that and start your own radio show. No, I'm, I want you to have that. I say, Mike Feldman gave me that, and that's how I got into the radio. Sign it with a pen? Sign it with a pen, but I don't have a pen right now. Here. Dad's got a pen here. Okay, I'll sign it for you. What's your name? Uh, Mac, M-A-C-K. I can spell Mac. Mac. Okay. Now go on the radio. This is your admission. You have an audience card. Now you just got to get an audience. Okay. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, we're going to play the What Do You Know quiz. And a chance for you, uh, you didn't have a chance last time. Oh, I can't stand that feedback, so I'm going back here to get away from the feedback. Uh, you know what? Uh, huh? Well, uh, you know what? I'm, this gentleman here. This gentleman here. Because he's big and he's going to hurt me if I don't pick him. And he ate three cook only three. Like, I gave one to my wife. Yeah. Only three that you restrained yourself. I had a light breakfast and yeah. you know. Are you are you on a diet now or something? No no, not really. You had to think about that and the answer was no. And you are? Uh, ben Nepper. Ben Nepper, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here. Or he's been here, we're joining him really. Ben, what do you do? I sell school supplies to school districts in northwest Wisconsin. Yeah. Play ball in, in school, Ben? Yeah, in high school and college, I played football. Yeah. Who'd you play in college for? Uh, UW Stout. Stout. All right, Ben Nepper. Linebacker. Would you believe if I said quarterback? No, offensive line. Well, offensive 
That's a rhyme. <laughs> ben, give me one, <laughs> one good reason you should play this quiz. Because I've never done it before. Okay. That's what she said. I know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Stop that. Stop that. Ben Nepper, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Ben Nepper from Stout. 88. Number 88. Ben Nepper. So how did uh, Stout do those days? We won 30 games yeah. in my tenure, four years. Yeah. So we were pretty solid. Out of how many? How many did you play, though? Like 150? It's not 40. Good. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Did, you try, did you try to go on? Did you think about going on? And I did. I actually, uh, I actually yeah. worked out for Jacksonville yeah. and Seattle. And Seattle, huh? But I now sell school supplies, so it didn't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nepper, Nepper, Nepper. K-N-E-P-P-R-K-S-N. First name? Ben. Ben, Benjamin or Ben? Ben. Jamin? <laughs> and uh, so now, are you a married guy now, Ben? Yeah. Or, yeah, that's your, yeah. your wife. My is wife is here and my in-laws. Yeah, it's in-laws actually, are here. Uh, this is my uh, father-in-law's birthday present. Really? Yep. For him? Yep. Not for you, obviously. Have you heard the show before, Ben? Are you familiar with it? I'm going to be honest. I haven't until I met my wife and my yeah. in-laws. They, uh, oh. Thank you. We had to raise the microphone here. They uh, enlightened me. They did? Mm-hmm. And now you're enlightened and you listen to the Every show. Every Saturday I hear it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. cool, cool. What about coaching? You thought you I coach for Chatech Warehouse. You, pro- you mentioned yeah. the Bulldogs. Oh, oh, yeah, you do. More in the shirt. Okay. <laughs> He's got the Bulldogs. I don't think we're going to get the mascot away from them after all. <laughs> How are they doing? Uh, we were in a rough year last year, but now right. with the consolidation of the Shitek and Weyerhaeuser districts, we're yeah. looking to be a little better, I think, this year. Some more numbers. So. More kids in the warehouse yeah. there, huh? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> They're coming over from Weyerhaeuser to Shitek. Is that how it's working now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see you guys at state all the time, but that's in basketball. So I don't know how the football program is doing. Shatek's uh, football yeah. program uh, has done quite well the yeah. past four or five years, yeah. but uh, last year we were a little down, so we're looking to rebuild. Rebuild? Yep. And where are you starting? Quarterback? Line. Offensive line. line. Offensive it's line. The, you got to yeah. start with the line. The line is the heart of the game. Absolutely. Heart and soul. You're getting it now. Yes. <laughs> and how do you make a good linebacker? I mean, God only can make a good linebacker, but, I mean, what is a linebacker? Like that blind side and all that stuff there. That's he played of, left tackle. Yeah, he was left line. tackle. That, forget it. You know. yeah. What's the real, you know, in a, what do you got to drill into a linebacker? Be a good linebacker. Repetition. Uh, they got to be smart. Yeah. Just got to know where to be and just basically read the running back. Repetition, yeah. anticipation. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. I could have been one, I guess, except for, you know, a little weight uh, thing. Didn't have any weight at that time. You seem like you got the right attitude, though. I could, I'm smart enough to know where, where not to be. You know? See, the thing is, I would probably avoid. You know, I know where the guy was in it, so I could not be there. That's sort of my, <laughs> so I'm not ideal for a linebacker. That's not a good attitude for a linebacker. No, you're, you're right. That is yeah. a terrible attitude. Yeah, thank you. 
All right, so someone out there, Ben, is going to play along with you. And uh, how do they do that, Jim Packard? Grab the telephone and dial 715-835-2330. Okay, then. Anyone calling? We should be here the phone ringing any moment. It's not a real phone, Jim. See? Look. See? It doesn't matter when you do this. It just rings. Uh, I guess that would be Sheila then. Sheila, are you there? Yeah. Hi. How are you? Good. I don't have the question yet, Sheila. You kind of uh, anticipated what I was going to do. Are you a linebacker by any chance? No, definitely okay. not. Okay. Uh, boy, I don't have a qualifying question here now. Uh, uh, okay, here's a good question. This is from uh, the bar there at the joint. I the took joint? My, took yeah. my coaster. Uh, I'm looking out the coaster now from the joint here on Water Street in Eau Claire, and I want to know what actually is going on uh, on, the, on, on this, uh, what would you call this, Jim? It's a coaster, right? Yes. Yeah. What's going on on the, the bar coaster uh, at the joint that uh, we stole? Well, I wouldn't know right off my hand. No, not off, and you, you haven't been there, but you've been there. I've been there. Yeah. What, what is actually going on on the coaster? Um, Other side of this coaster. There is a picture. It depicts a couple at the bar. But what is actually going on? One of them is thinking the other something. Possibly smoking a joint. Huh. Is that what that is? There's a rabbit. Why is there a rabbit? There's a rabbit. How did you know that, Sheila? There is a rabbit on the bar. You held it up to the camera. I did? Yes. Oh, you're watching online? Okay. Yep. What's going on there, Sheila? Tell me. Is that a banana? It's a banana. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes, you're right. You got to qualify for that. Uh, he's feeding her a banana while a rabbit looks on. And Daddy Warbuck, Daddy Warbuck is in the background smoking a cigar. Well, it's kind of a usual bar coaster. Okay, so that's very good. Uh, Sheila, what do you do there in Berkeley Springs, West well, Virginia? Well, not much. I'm only 13. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, well, hello there. How are you? You didn't how, expect that, did you? How is, no, of course not. I did not. But uh, how is school? Going good? Good. I'm actually homeschooled. Oh, you're homeschooled? Yeah. So who's your teacher then, your mom or your dad? My mom. Yeah, is she a pretty good teacher? Yeah. Did she ever call you in sick? That's kind of impossible. I know, that's a problem with homeschooling, isn't it? Yeah, and the bad thing, like the only bad thing I can say mm-hmm. is that I don't get snow days. No snow days? No. Yeah, that's, that's another bad thing. Okay. Well, that's good. Sheila, this is uh, Ben. Hi, Ben. Nepper. Ben Nepper. Yeah, if you want to, I just using first names. Nepper. Okay, well, with you a, looked like you were pausing for the last No, 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 no. With a K. With a K? Yeah. A silent K. Yeah, and uh, he's a linebacker. I was offensive lineman. Off- I'm sorry. <laughs> A left tackle. Yes. All right, so Sheila, the two of you work together now, Ben and, uh, and Jim Packard. Yes. The categories. The current categories. Events, p- current events, people, places, school, science, odds and ends. Odds oh, and ends. Oh, okay. Sheila, um, you pick the first one. Odds and ends? Odds and ends it is. Okay. Of the 100, no, that's not it. Cato uh, Kalin. Why does that ring a bell? around here in Eau Claire. 
Cato Kalin and OJ trial lived in the guest house association with Eau Claire. This is a one for because we're running out of time here now. So if you get this right, you're going to win everything. Cato Kalin, remember Cato Kalin? I remember Cato Kalin. The OJ trial. We want to know what association does he have with Eau Claire? Sheila, you probably don't know this one. Nope. No? Okay. Well, well you got the bunny on the bar thing. That was kind of amazing. <laughs> I have a good memory. Yeah, I guess. I guess he went to college in Eau Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Who's no feeding idea. you the signals, Ben? So you're saying you went to the UWEC here? Yes. Yeah. That's right, he did. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. One of the most difficult questions we can pose. Jim Packard. Sheila, you'll be jumping on the Tea Party bandwagon with a basket of real teas from Infinity Tea House in downtown Eau Claire, featuring over 160 loose-leaf teas, including such exotics as Yerba Mate, Honey Bush, and Rebo's Teas, which you can enjoy with Eau Claire oh, Memorial man. Jazz 1 CD, along with a pair of oh. cook books and a sweatshirt and a tote bag, all from the UW Eau Claire Extension Continuing oh. Education. And look forward to summer with a tailgate cooler kit of Silver Spring horseradish, mustards, and sauces from Silver Spring's food family for over 75 years. Ben, you could never go wrong with a case of Liney's Classic Amber Beer from the Jacob Line and Kugel Brewing Company, a legend since 1867. Revel in a one-of-a-kind dining experience at Mona Lisa's Restaurant on Water Street in Eau Claire. Uh, indulge yourself with dessert from the famous Norsky Nook Restaurant and Bakery, now located in Eau Claire, Rice Lake, Hayward, and Austin. Make sure you get that stuff. Congratulations. Okay. My food arrived. I had a coupon from the Albert Bill Tavern for a two for one. Or what it was, you buy the you buy the king, you buy the king prime rib, and the, you get the queen. So I gave Jim the queen. Wow, prime rib, and we got uh, some mushrooms yeah. right on your Yeah, yeah Nick, is Nick, like, isn't it? Yep. yep right How you on. doing, Nick? Good. How are you doing? This is like the best looking prime rib. Just for you. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and it comes with the. Uh, all the fixings. You all got the, fixings. the relish tray, you got the salad, yeah. coleslaw. I think he's got cottage cheese over there or something. Uh, yeah. He's got the special Hooterville fries that we do. Normally a Friday night thing, yep. but Hooterville fries. For you guys. Yep. How'd you do that? On a, it wasn't on a Friday night. Yeah, I woke up early. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And made every one of those. Tell us a little bit about the Hooterville Tavern, uh, the Albertville Tavern, and uh, uh, the Hooterville Association. <laughs> the Hooterville Association. Where does that come in, Hooterville? Uh, Hooterville, it's uh, with the railroad. It's a 100 yeah. year old place, uh, yeah. really old. Uh, it started with the, the trains going by. It was a depot stop for people getting on and off, and it just, Hooterville Junction was yeah. just the name that got thrown around, and it stuck. And the Albertville Tavern, is that your fa- a family business? Yep, yep. That's my aunt's place. Uh, she's yeah. had it for 20 years. I've been there for 10, so yeah. we've been doing good. It's been fun. So you pat- and your children have to do this when you, when you have them? And uh, yeah, go on when and if, yeah, sure. Yeah, they have they to. Want. Yeah. They got no choice. Thank you for bringing This looks delicious. Yeah, Fantastic. you bet. Yeah. And, dear, you are... Mandy Schindler, I am a waitress. Okay, Mandy, thank you so much. Thank you. Me out today. Thanks, Thanks man. Michael Feldman, knows Silver Jubilee is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer yeah. international. Todd Winter, producer, assistance of Lyle Anderson, Judith Heiser, oh, Kavonik. Diana Cook, Maggie Sessing, and Hannah Aftergood. Technical Director Tom Blaine with help from Aubrey Ralph and Brad Colbert. Next week, an encore presentation from one of our treasured programs. PRI Public Radio International.